Hello and welcome to another episode of the Deaf Thing Podcast with you, your hosts, Sean and Nicola. And for my favorite listener, yes, we switched our names again. And I'm Nicola and you are Sean. But hey, I am let's, Sean. <laughs> let's keep confusing our audience. So today we have another Lynx episode for you guys. And let's start with Sean, the real Sean. What's your first link, Sean? My first is Keepa.com. It's K-E-E-P-A.com. It is a site that archives Amazon prices and lets you find out if a good deal is actually a good deal. Because often you'll go there and there's some kind of special deal and it's like, you know, oh, $20 cheaper. And if you look on the website, you may find, oh, no, it's always that price or it was actually cheaper yesterday. And it's really handy. And you can also use it to search for deals. So you can choose a category and look and see if there's anything that just happens to have a really good price. And so if you are not smart enough to save your money and then spend it on important things and you just want to buy something just because it's a really good price, you can go to Keepa. Cool. This sounds really interesting. I'm definitely going to check that one out. Excellent. Uh, okay. So, uh, and why I laugh is because my next link, actually my first link is a YouTube video uh, titled Recording Vocals and VoiceOver with Free or Cheap Acoustic, Acoustic, whatever English is hard, Acoustic Treatment. And by a guy called Jordan Reynolds. And this is the link that actually you, Sean, sent me. And it's kind of cool. Uh, it shows how to, let's say, create a better um, environment for recording so that, you know, you get better voice quality. As you guys know, or probably hear, Sean has this amazing setup where mine is, let's just say, a little less amazing. So what you do is you take these two pillows and you sort of like create a V-shaped form and then you put another pillow on top of them and inside you put your microphone. And also additionally, for extra oomph, you add a towel below that. Uh, for extra points, you could add a towel uh, over your head, but the author didn't mention that. I just tested this before we actually did a recording today, but I realized that this is like too much of a hassle for actually some real noticeable gain. But we did notice that literally there is something into it. Like, uh, So if you really aren't too uncomfortable with this setup you can test it out and again you know make a recording without the setup or how you usually use it then with this setup and see if you hear the difference actually so this is like maybe maybe even like 30 second video uh like a clip the video itself is like 20 minutes so go check it out and if you're into these kind of things maybe it will help you excellent all right my next one it's actually a link to a video from a Go talk by Rob Pike. And it's it's over an hour long, but there's one like 30-second bit that I've put a timestamp to, which is very important, where he talks about the difference between programmers and software engineers. And he said programmers write code. Software engineers may spend about 20% of their time writing code. The next the rest of the time they're writing requirements, they're writing tests, they're doing thinking, they're actually doing knowledge work to make systems that work. And it's just a very good point to think about because I've always disliked the idea of calling programmers engineers because, and I forget who said it, I'm sure it's an old joke, you know, if if software engineers work like civil engineers, the first time someone drove on a new bridge, like 
people would die. And there's just not the rigor and the structure around software development that there is around engineering buildings and bridges. And it just seems that I've lost the battle and we're going to be called engineers forever for some reason, because it just sounds fancier than coder or programmer. So, or developer, which is my preference. So here he makes a distinction. Okay. A programmer is a programmer, but if you're going to call yourself an engineer, there's a lot more that goes into it than being able to write a few lines of PHP and have your webpage show up. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, we had recently a discussion about this. Or, hey, why not make a ep- podcast episode on it? Yes, mm. thinking out loud. Uh, cool. Cool. Really interesting take on the topic. Like, if we can expand on this one, wouldn't then the definition of engineer... I mean, at what point... So, here's a question, right? Why would you want to stay a programmer? Because inevitably, right... And I would argue that in a very short amount of time, you will surpass this developer or programmer role, right? Because, hey, we're here to think, not just type on a keyboard and make stuff happen. Well, I think that the average person who's new to the career, new to this whole, I don't know, realm, doesn't even think about or realize the fact that that exists because you go from knowing nothing to just wanting to know how to make something work. And a lot of people are happy just to make something work. Okay, cool. Wouldn't then that, the engineer actually in some other terminology be an architect? Possibly. And I think, well, what Rob Pike says in the video is that the people that do the kind of things he's talking about are are called systems analysts, or they used to be called systems analysts, and now they're called software engineers, something like that. So I don't know. I'm not too interested in having long discussions on naming things because it just doesn't seem that interesting or useful. Correct. Just, you know, pick something, stick to it, and that's it. Excellent. Okay, so my next link is titled also a YouTube video. Hey, you know, I don't have anything else to do and I watch videos. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, The title of it is Mock Google Interview for Software Engineering Job coding and algorithm tips this is from a channel a guy that channel the channel is called tech lead interesting right so and he's an ex-googler uh tech lead oh actually here's his name uh patrick oh man how to pronounce this shoe i guess and so obviously he was you know the lead at google so and he was doing the recruiting and so he takes people in these videos through how recruiting looks like in Google. And so he points some things that you should be doing or some things that you shouldn't. And again, like the half of the video is talking about the whiteboard interview. And I'm like, the constant in my hand, I'm like, why are you people still doing this? But okay, okay, I mean, fine. You know, if it works for them, fine, right? If it works for you, works for you. But in general, a good video, especially if you're trying to get into Google. I guess. Sure. I mean, I don't think whiteboard interviews are necessarily bad just to prove that someone can design an algorithm and think like, I don't think you would want to have a whiteboard interview where they had to solve a complex problem that they might have to solve in a real world situation. But for example, one that I had to do once was to write an algorithm that given a string returns a Boolean, whether or not it's a palindrome, you know, same forwards and backwards. And it's simple enough 
that you don't break your brain doing it. It's difficult enough that you have to think for five seconds before you start writing it. You can't just write a very simple, I mean, you can write a very simple function, but it's not obvious. You have to think about it a tiny bit. And it's unusual enough that you probably haven't had to do it in a real world situation because it just never comes up. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. The algorithm that he's mentioning here, he says that it will take you at least like 20 to 30 minutes of actual writing on the whiteboard. So that's quite a lot, right? That's a lot. Um, But the actual assignment is very cool. So imagine a grid, like a matrix with some colored uh, cells. And he says, write in an algorithm that will find the most adjacent colors or something like that. Uh, the challenge in itself is really interesting. Okay. Sounds interesting. Sounds like something I wouldn't want to do under pressure during a job interview, but okay. Uh, so my last link is how NASA recorded the eerie Martian wind without a microphone. And there's a, record, a recording out. It's on YouTube as well. And this Mashable... Uh, link does point to the YouTube video. You can watch it and listen to it. And they actually recorded wind on Mars, which is pretty cool. And the it's kind of like a clickbaity title because it says that there is a they don't have a microphone, but they have an air pressure sensor and it can act like one. And I'm like, yeah, that's basically what a microphone is. And the very next sentence in the article is it's much like what a normal microphone does. So, yeah, it's... But either way, we have a recording of wind on Mars, and that's really cool. And it's maybe not too dev-thinky, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Since when? Do Since we have when this what? recording? Uh, last week. Uh-huh. Okay. Or this cool. week? I don't know. Very recently. Okay. I mean, uh, this is me asking stupid questions, but did we again go to Mars or what? Yeah, yeah, we just sent, um, let's see, NASA's, in, NASA's Insight Lander. It's uh, The recording is from December 1st, 2018, evidently. Yeah, uh, I have a confession to make. Hey, my name is Nicola, and I don't listen to the news, if they're not developer-related. <gasps> I don't either, but there's a podcast called The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, which I've been listening to for like 12-plus years, and everyone should listen to it all the time, every week, Saturdays. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so my last link is from no one else but James Clear. The title of it is The Beginner's Guide to Intermittent Fasting. And I think I mentioned this in one of the episodes just briefly that I started, you know, testing this out. And so what is this, right? It's basically a thing where you eat in a certain window. This window is eight hours. And for the remaining 16 hours, you don't eat, right? And if you take into account that you maybe sleep a healthy amount of eight hours, that leaves you about eight hours of actually not eating while being awake. And I mean, he goes here into the benefits. Uh, he says that he's doing it for, you know, over a year. And that's good because, hey, I've been doing it for two weeks and I think it's sort of not working. But, you know, Here's from a guy who's been doing this way longer. And so he also says, you know, why this is good, why you may want to try it, how to try it. There are different versions of how to do it. And one interesting like benefit of intermittent fasting is that it will actually help you live longer. And I'm like, okay, that's an interesting one. What do you mean by this? And then he goes into explaining that 
by several studies, it has been shown that by making mice, right, eat in this intermittent fasting kind of way, it actually prolonged their life. Uh, but here's the thing. So if I may add my own experience of like maybe what is it like three weeks now, um, it's fine. It's okay until I hit like maybe 10 p.m. in the evening. Then I get so freaking hungry. It's unbelievable. But then I was thinking about this and I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Because I should actually go to sleep at 10 p.m. in order to get my eight hours of sleep which I'm not, <laughs> so there's that. But um, definitely one thing, so when you get past this of, you know, in the evening of not actually eating when you're really, really hungry and you should be sleeping or at least going to sleep, I sort of feel that there is something to it, but I don't think that these first three weeks are enough for me to say, oh, yes, this is it, I'm going to be doing this forever. All right. But anyways, well. yeah, as with everything, hey... It's it's there. Go check it out. It may be a thing that changes your life. Yeah, it's very common. Lots of people do it. It's not really even weird anymore. Awesome. Cool. So there you have it. Three links from the each of us. Hope you find it useful and talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the DevThink podcast. You can contact us at info at DevThink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Now, go accomplish something.